This week's episode of Probably Science is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. For a free trial, go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. Probably Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm joined by uh, fill-in co-host. Fill-in is, sounds way too diminutive, but by the esteemed Thomas James Chambers. <laughs> Ah, ah. Uh, yeah, not my middle name, not even my middle initial, it's, but hey, it's me, it's TJ Chase. Wait, 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 what? My middle name is Edward. What? You must have told me this and I forgot. What's the, okay, how I, TJ my, I, my dad's name is Thomas oh, Edward yes. Chambers. I'm Thomas Junior. Edward Chambers Jr. I did know this. I'm the, the J. J. Tom Jr. When, when I have a son, not going to happen, he's going to be Thomas Edward Chambers the third. So he will have a country club membership from birth. <laughs> but he'll Legally. Be, but you'll call him TT. I'll call him Tech 3. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Or trip. Trip's a great. Yeah, yeah we're trip white. Is good. Yeah. yeah. Is trip even short for anything? Uh, no, I think people just call trip the, was the like thirds me in trip. high school. Yes, a hundred percent. Trip. That's what trip that... had like a tennis sweater tied around his yes, neck. Yes, absolutely. If you know a trip, he's probably the third of something. I think so. Wow, I never. I think it's also in the south, just kind of a thing that people call. Maybe, maybe Thomas's or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're also hearing the voice of comedian Kate Kennedy. Thank Hi. you so much for joining me. Thank you for joining having us, me. Joining these two hosts. We are both co-hosts. We are equals. Yes. Not fill in. <laughs> we are just regular people who host. How uh, was thanks a, for joining us. Happy 2020, listeners. Happy almost 2020 to us here mm-hmm. as we sit pre-recording. Uh, not to pull back the curtain too far. So what did you guys... Uh, uh, good, good holidays for both of you? Yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah, I could, you, but yeah. you know. Oh, hey. <laughs> Who would listen? Uh, yeah, you, we were just talking about that because you're from Colorado. Colorado, yes. I went home to see my folks. It was nice. Um, my sister and I have nothing in common, so that was fun to like reintroduce that. Um, it was good. My parents have no idea what my job is. My mom kept asking me if I wanted to go to trade school, so she's kind of like downgraded because she used to say I could like apply to grad school. Oh, now she's being more practical. She's about losing it. faith. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, trades. It's it's a good time to be in the trades. Those jobs aren't going to go anywhere. Quickly. I like that my mom, like looking at me, knowing what I do, would be like, you know, where you belong a construction site. <laughs> That's not yeah. a recipe for disaster. You know, well, they they need people who are with tiny hands who can get in the small parts. It's true. You know, true. I do do like woodworking and like restoration. So like I do have a background in that. But like, wow, it's a reasonable thing to then say trades. Then it, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah you're a trades, not, you're a tradesman. She means well. Right. It was devastating for me, like emotionally, but like, thanks. Yeah, it is funny how one parental suggestion can tear your whole shit down, you know, anything that starts with like, maybe you should consider whatever's going to come out of there next Mm -hmm. is like your carefully constructed mental health is just going to wither and die. Yeah. Over my Christmas, my mom said to me at the kitchen table, "Um, have you ever thought about writing for things besides game shows? (laughs) Oh, and I've just like, I was just like biting through my lip. Does she think that you weren't? I don't like, know you what she, attempting when she, when to she write for things other game shows. I literally don't know what she was thinking. If she was having a senior moment, or if it was just really that she thought that's all I've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what a very specific been. thing too that you're like, yeah. And I, I mean, I love writing for game shows, but like, uh, I was like, how did you not? We've had so many discussions about the ups and downs of this industry, and in none of those discussions did I talk about my lifetime goal, my, my dream. <laughs> I actually have a friend that that was what he did. And that, that is he, what I do mostly yeah. now because it's easier to get that work. But I didn't move here for that. And she knows that. And for to ask, like, why aren't you trying? It's like people who are like, why don't you just go on SNL? Right. You should just- oh, my God. When's your yes. Netflix special coming <laughs> right, out? Like, yeah. they just hand those out to people on the street. Yeah. What's funny is 
I, I don't begrudge people because there's so many Netflix specials. It yeah. almost seems like they right. do. Yeah. It's a yeah. little embarrassing mm-hmm. that I was never close to getting one, <laughs> considering how many of them you don't there know. are. Maybe you were very close. That's a good point. I was not in the room. <laughs> they might have been, been very close. <laughs> you imagine they're just throwing a dart at like the, the fucking just Bridgetown the 2013 lineup yeah. or whatever. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good year, 2013. That was my first one. Tra- did you have a specific trade school in mind? No. Like, is she like, it's not like she lives next door to Colorado Tech. No, no, something, no, no, no. And, and I, like, like, I finished I call, undergrad. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, like. Right. I don't understand. Yeah, that would be a heck of a regression, too. It really would. And I was like, you know, like, that's I mean, let's just. not knock the trades. Let's not knock no. trades because they pay well and it's like a job that will be stable well, for I mean, longer than sure. others. The, I assume yeah. trade school is just where you learn how to, like, do comic books and baseball cards and shit, right? Oh, right. Sure. She's just yeah. kind of. Just bartering. Right, just bartering. Stamps. Yeah. <laughs> rare coins. Man. Swap meets. Yeah. Majored in rare Guys, coins. I'm late for Pogs 201. <laughs> That'd be so fun. I would definitely go to that school. There is some liberal arts school that has like, you know. Oh, yeah. You think Signs and semiotics someone... of Pogs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I took a class at Boulder that was just meditation. Oh. <laughs> like once a week, all you did was like lay on your back you in a dark class? classroom. Yeah, it was nice. fucking great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Most classes at Arizona State ended up like that. I don't know. <laughs> if that's what they labeled them as but what did you actually major in i'm sorry uh i actually majored in advertising and art history with focus in architectural history so i did okay. like major in things that you can't get jobs in but like to be fair yeah yeah well, we always ask our guests eventually in the course of every episode if they have any background in science or the sciences and if so what that is even if it's just recounting memories of physics class in high school or a chemistry teacher who makes two things and then they foamed over uh i took physics in high school i really liked physics i took actually and there's a Patton oswalt bit about physics for poets mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. yes. i took that in jobs. college yeah. that's a real class like that's still called it that is, is it's it like called, a curriculum it's or called whatever the history yeah. of physics but it's all oh, from yeah. like a historical and like literary literary point yeah, like of let's view. just learn who like how, enrico fermi was yeah. as opposed to like what it was he did how poetic is the theory of relativity yeah like how beautiful it was actually a fascinating class and it was hard it was a really hard class oh yeah um i took it i there was like two segments of it and i took both i took the first to like finish out my science credit Mm -hmm. like my senior year and i ended up enjoying it so much that i took the next one and it was great because the first day of that class like it was standing room only because everyone like it was is one it of the known as, is it considered easy is that why or is it just I mean like it's, it's a science a gettable science credit it's really hard at CU Boulder is kind of weird the way that they like segment their classes where if you're like an art major especially it can be very hard to get into classes in other parts of the school that makes sense um, yeah. you like you don't have the preferential yeah the, they prioritize yeah. people that are getting that degree but you have to have a certain number of science credits and so what would happen is everyone would wait until the last minute because they're all off doing like oh my ceramics project oh, and right. my mm-hmm. art whatever being arts it's, it's super fucking artsy like it's the berkeley of the rockies and uh they would all wait until last minute and then all end up lumped in like one class so that's what happened okay. and by the second he like started talking and by the second class it was like there was five extra seats oh yeah like everyone just instantly was like nope yeah fuck no nope. not feeling this vibe okay. <laughs> yeah it was just it was a lot of papers and it was you really had to like get into it and like yeah. really think about it it was interesting and like i liked it because the professor i'm not a huge science person but i think the reason i'm not a huge science person is that i never had good science teachers yeah and he's like one of the only really good science teachers i had where you could just tell he fucking loved it mm-hmm. and that made it really interesting yeah i mean i, I still love books like I, I only read richard Feynman's um first memoir or the surely you must be joking mr Feynman. i read that sometime in the last five years which is like everyone should read that if you you know richard Feynman, it, it, 
physicist, physicist writer, Nobel yeah. Prize winner, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Part he of the Manhattan the, Project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And he's also just like a really interesting guy. He's a, I don't know if you'd call him a dilettante, whatever, a jack of all trades. Yeah. He was also mm-hmm. like your Carl Sagan and such. Yes. But I don't know if Carl Sagan also did visual art. Like this, he got, oh. he got to be a pretty good like illustrator. I mean, certainly a filmmaker and stuff. Artist, yeah. drawer. Okay. Um, and just lived an interesting life and like learned to play the bongos yeah. pretty well and like would be in like jazz a, a renaissance man if you will he was yeah. like a huge ladies man too yeah and the book yeah. has some problematic stuff about his like re- recounting some stories about mm-hmm. picking up women in bars like, yep. not that problematic but just a little bit like you're like okay Nobel Prize winner like shouldn't you've had an editor who's like this t- takes away a little from your but anyway like it's interesting because mm-hmm. you re- get to some real science but it's also an interesting guy's life story yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love well that's those people I mean the the you know, whoever the the five most famous, your Michio Kaku's, your Stephen Hawking's, yeah. like people Kaku? who can. Be, is it Kaku? I Kaku? Kaku? Maybe K A K U. Yeah. I don't know. Michio hit us up. Uh, you know those people who can effectively communicate science in like a you know a digestible, entertaining way is a huge, huge thing. And right. to your point about not having, it's like that. You know that discipline is often at odds with the ability or, or the the you know, the type of people who can communicate it well. Mm-hmm. So when it happens, it's especially yeah. good. You expect your speech and debate teacher to be a pretty good public speaker and get things across, you know, right. not so much mm-hmm. of your science and math. Which STEM reminds people. me, I forgot I was going to plug um, one of our past guests. I think we've had her multiple times, Jan 11, who um, is an expert in black holes and gravity, gravitational waves. We had her on when we talked about the discovery of gravitational waves a few years ago. She was just on the most recent Wired video that has people explaining concepts at five different levels of complexity have you seen those oh that sounds really cool oh yeah yeah like they had herbie hancock on explaining um or no i'm sorry was was it explaining the declaration of of independence yeah explaining (laughs) harmony the concept of harmony to a kindergartner then to elementary school then high school then grad school student then a professional musician the same concept but five different levels of complexity and they had one with sean carroll explaining um dimensions and then the most recent one is jan 11 explaining gravity at five different levels and the last level is she's talking to the chair of of like the physics department of nyu and that's just like two you're just in this conversation where they're not like holding anything back right. to make it accessible yeah. they're going as you're literally just like yeah but she can obviously explain it at all the levels sure. she saw the ones leading up to that and then I'm just watching that with my mouth open I'm like wow I thought I was just for having done this podcast I thought I had a level of understanding that I, I do I'm, not have yeah. like they were talking about holography like which is this idea that <laughs> like the way a hologram is two dimensional but depicts three dimensions um like that that might be that we might actually be in sort of a hologram but that sounds like bullshit like sure yeah we're all in but like a, yeah. literally that might be happening on a higher dimensional way uh, anyway uh, but that's great i'll link to that um I, I guess it, five five levels or something look up wired uh, is there uh, a function or ability to watch them in the other order i'm assuming it it increases to jump around it increases Assuming it goes from yeah. simple up it would be interesting to take a concept about which i was pretty much unfamiliar and start at the, at the i have no goddamn clue what they're talking about level and then slowly it dawns on me as they finally get down to you know my level i mean that would make it's like the same thing i've heard about exercise programs they've shown that people will keep exercising more if you do a program where the last like 10 minutes of your hour of exercising is something easy even if the overall amount that was hard in the hour is higher it's like the last part of your experience is what right. your remembering self remembers the most so if you have like an easy walk at the end of the 10 minute you're like yeah that whole thing wasn't hour, so bad right even though the net or the summation of all the hard parts might have been harder in that. That is why I 
say all of my most interesting things in the last 10 minutes of a date. <laughs> <laughs> I save it all up for the very end. I mean, that's all that counts. Like in the that's... Uber home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some like truth to that though. Cause you want to like, and like I save my good material for like the second half usually. Yeah. yeah. Like you want to open with something really right. good. Just and then if I in, have something where I'm like, oh, this isn't amazing. Yeah. I'll just like put it in. That's, that's what we do in, that in TV. We're like our best episodes are one, two, and then the last mm-hmm. you know in the words of Mitch and then Hedberg, we dump all that crap in the middle yeah in the words of Mitch Hedberg you can't be like pancakes all exciting at first and then by the end you're fucking sick of them <laughs> <laughs> that's so deeply true of that's pancakes so true. and movie theater popcorn oh yeah yep. like I love it but it is by the end of the previews I'm pretty much sick to death of the concept mm-hmm. of popcorn but then i've gotten this ritual down of reaching i'm still going to finish it and get refills because well you you myself. are going to get refills because if they told you you could get a refill yeah you went, you went passing up Listen, that deal i don't understand where will i have to be financially before i love a happy hour for instance like <laughs> what will have to happen in my life that i'll stop caring about a happy i hour? think for you it's ingrained and actually i would love to do an episode of this show where we have sort of a behavioral scientist on or someone who could really speak to this thing because I have our big and not to like get off on a tangent mm-hmm. and tell a story know. but we Andy and I uh, go down the street to this place Votuspa from time to time oh I love Votuspa Lo- lovely love you should go in a couple days you sure oh, yes. voters yes. uh, because you know, we love a schwitz we love <laughs> sitting I like hot cold you can drink there's vodka there. yeah, you can carafe like vodka cold vodka well, also when I tell people this they're like you drink that? I'm like of course it's I'm the big one I'm from We Spot that's why Votuspa is $60 and We Spot is 30 is because you can drink there because you guys have the ability to drink so yeah, like, we did experience a Korean one for the first time. Yes. And we realized that there's a reason we pay more for Voda. Yeah, 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 correct. It was delightful in its own way, but Voda kind of wins. But the yeah. quick version of this story is that, you know, for your admission fee, you're able to stay for a certain chunk of time. Mm-hmm. And Andy especially is sort of noticed, rightfully so, it's never that packed. They're never really going to find you and kick you out. I am firmly of the belief, once I paid my $43 or whatever the admission fee is, that when I'm done, I'm done. That could be two hours in. It could be four hours it's in. It could be cost. six hours You're in. You're correct. Yeah. Yes. yes. At that point, I'm I'm only chasing my own whatever. Where I, you you really but usually feel to, the need. Okay. I know it seems like you think I'm cheap because I like a half. I'm not hour. saying the cheap thing. I'm, I'm not saying it's cheap. I mean, it, that's why I'm saying it's a beha- it's an interesting behavioral. Thing. That that's different. That's not me trying to minimize the cost per hour of being there. That's just that I I've been there enough times to know that I don't actually get relaxed until I'm three hours in. That's so then I want to like enjoy that feeling for longer because if I'm there for three and a half hours, I was really there for half an hour. I if see. I'm there for six hours, I was oh, there the for actual effective two time. and a half hours, mm-hmm. right? So I, I just and I just like it there. Well, there's More a lot going on there. too, and you have to kind of structure it for yourself. Like yeah. I get very stressed out trying to like structure my spa day. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, I need to do this, and then I'm gonna because like when I go too, like I like deep condition my hair, and that's when I really go to like. Uh do a lot of that stuff that I have to do on a bi-weekly basis and so like I'm like okay I can get in the steam room here and then in the hot tub and then the cold and then the hot and then like I like get very stressed out sitting there thinking about like what the order and I don't know if there's like a correct order either especially at the Korean spot and they don't speak English so I can't ask yeah what should I be doing and like I know in my I know there is like you know is it more or less beneficial to go immediately into cold after a certain type of hot blah 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 blah. and yeah and I don't know that and I can't ask especially I can't ask because then I'm gonna look like an idiot yeah, yeah. yeah I and I don't want the people that work at the spa to judge me. <laughs> the people who don't share a language with you and are just happy to take your money. TJ, yeah. were you there with me when we got dressed down by that Russian woman? And I mean, in the metaphorical sense, not literal sense. No, uh, was she for, for being for talking? Not, not oh. us, people, people in my birthday 
group. Uh, I, I left as your, I was there for your birthday group, but as it started to get socially overwhelming for me, I left. <laughs> well, there was a Once there were more than three people there, yeah. I freaked out. Some other people like met people I hadn't seen in a while in one of the bigger rooms and just started talking at a normal volume and the Russian leader's like, Can, you don't need to, Isbanya! This is not uh, Isbanya! I am fully on her side. She's right. Is felt so uncomfortable because, yeah. like, Isbanya, come on. Your, Kate, your method of spa daying is a lot mm-hmm. like I people. I go to Disneyland a decent amount, yes. and people plan it like a fucking military assault. You have to. And you're like you now. You're not having fun though. Disneyland costs two hundred and fifty dollars. Have you got an annual pass, to, no, girl? Two hundred and fifty dollars for one day. Yes, I went for the first time in April. I'd never been there. I was really excited, and even as I was handing her my credit card, I was like, "This isn't worth it," and it wasn't. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. that's that's it wasn't but worth it. That is why it's not worth it. That's why is amortized over the pass there's mm-hmm. no pressure because it's like I can come back anytime I want so I've gone down there I'll just hang out at the bar in California Adventure have a Manhattan if the lines are too long I might not even ride anything uh, but I can come back two weeks later the problem I think with it is that mm-hmm. you're trying to chase the value of that yeah. 250 by trying to cram in that much fun and then that's how people are like I then, went. Then it's the exact opposite of fun. I have to beat this dead horse for like just a really quick minute. So sure, I yeah. went. To, I went to Disney World in 1997. So I was like three. 1998. So I was in Florida. Yeah. yeah. So I was four. So I was four. And uh, it, it's a really shitty thing to do to take your kid to like Disneyland when they're four because they can't do shit. Yeah. Like and they get yeah. tired really easily. And like yeah, it's so shitty for your it's shitty for the parents. For your, no, yeah. not my parents. My dad like left us at the hotel and like went back and like uh, did all the rides. Uh, and this is this is very important in this story. Is yeah, he'd put us down for a nap and then he'd go back and he'd get all of the pictures from the rides, you know, that they take at the end. He no. buys them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, My, just himself? Yes. My dad goes on vacation. That's kind of a hard flex. And he takes pictures by himself when we're all too tired because he makes you go to every monument, every castle, every museum. You can't miss any of them. <laughs> yep. and so, read, and read the whole plaque. By the third yeah. day, everyone's exhausted and uh, wants to go. Even as adults, we're like, we're going to the hotel to sleep. He goes out and then he has people take pictures of himself. And these are my favorite vacation pictures. Bruce on the Tower of Terror alone. Bruce at the Green Canyon alone. Like, Bruce at a castle in Ireland. Totally alone. And he loves yeah. it. That's not what, not pictured my family who was here, my dear. We're here. Like, I really want to create an album of all of them. Because so, I have like oh 25 God. years yeah. of pictures like this. Oh my God. We got to put one of these on the website link mm-hmm. to this episode. If we can I will. Track. I'll find you, you one. You can track a Bruce solo okay. picture. I'll find now. you one. Um, make a note of that. But uh, So I had wanted to go and I don't know what I... I didn't really know what Space Mountain was because I was four, but I really wanted to go on Space Mountain. I was that was my well, thing. It's, it's the name is two of your favorite things. So exciting! I love space, love mountains. I love mountains. It's a roller coaster. Like it's, I had it in my Disney viewfinder. Oh like, yeah, little paper wheel. I just thought it was the coolest thing, and I was way too short to go, so I couldn't go. It was very disappointing, and I waited for twenty years. Uh-huh. To go on Space Mountain, and then when I was you so fucking wait, stoked. Are, I'm, no, gonna, I'm gonna ask you a real question: Are you still too short to go now? No. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. No. It's close though. <laughs> I am five foot two. All right, my I'm bad. My bad. Tall enough. Yeah. So we get into Disneyland and like we're like it's right there. So I'm like fuck yeah we're gonna go on Space Mountain. And we get in line and I'm so fucking stoked. Like this is gonna be my first ride at Disneyland. There's stormtroopers there. I'm so excited. And we wait for 45 minutes through this line and we get all the way to the turnstile and then they announce that Space Mountain is broken. Oh. How do you break space? How do you break space? Well, it's I'm from sure like 1975. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's 
not. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yes. a very it's, old ride. There was a <laughs> binary black hole situation. Yeah. <laughs> so we just had to leave. Oh, no. We and just there, had to leave. And there was no, because a lot of times they'll say, hey, stick around because it might, no. might have a backup running in 10 minutes. They did not say that. They said, get out of the line and like leave. And so we left. I think it did open up several hours later, but yeah. by that point, <sighs> it was too so late. So you still have not been on Space Mountain? I've never Mountain? been on Space Mountain. Okay. I don't think Let's, I've been we're on all getting in the car. Space Mountain. I think I went on the Florida one. Have you? So you haven't been. So this is now, uh, I'm going to sound like Ultimate went, Disney or it's Hyperspace Mountain now. They've they've done it up a little bit. If I went, I went with you because the only time I've been Disney yeah, we went, with you. We went like you five years ago. You were very mad. To buy a full year pass because yep. we go all the time and you can just come with us. Yep. He got a job like the next day and never went again all yes. year. And then I never went again all year because I'm not going to go alone. So I just spent the extra money. I remember you, you and I were going and I invited Karen Kilgariff and I literally, her answer was like, that sounds like the worst thing I can imagine. I literally texted her was like, we and Andy are, are going to Disneyland and she's like, literally, that nope. sounds like absolute never. torture. Yeah. Uh, we did do um, one did of the log for, did we do Splash Mountain? We have some picture of us with, with Brittany. On, That's probably on Splash some. Mountain. Is it, okay, yeah. That's the loggy one. We did Indiana Jones, which was pretty fun. That's a weird ride. It, it's kind of strange, it's yeah. Very, uh, it's very side motion, motion like it's a back yes. injury of a, lo- of a ride. You're kinda. on like a Jeep sort of You're thing? You're on a Jeep yes. thing, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of lateral movement. Yeah, and there's that holographic like boulder that's yep. kind of like, come yeah. out here, you're like, oh. Uh, we did that, we did Pirates, which was cool. Pirates is, is, Pirates is classic. Fun. Yeah. 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 And they got rid of the sort of rapey part? They did get rid of yeah. the sort of rapey part. They yeah. reversed it. The women are now chasing. No. They're it's literally chasing that. Jack Sparrow, But they put, so it's it was a double change, because at first it was just, the rapey part specifically means was men chasing women in a circle. Yes. Then they put, and Chris Hardwick does a joke about this, so I'm not going to steal it from him, but they put food in the women's hands <laughs> as if it was like, that's what they're chasing. Right. So Hardwick's yeah, bit delicious. is like, now it just seems like it's like, I'm going to rape the shit out of you right after I eat that food, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but now they've reversed it. So the men are holding food that they presumably stolen, like a pie out of someone's windowsill or whatever. And the women are chasing the way pirates uh, are wont to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pillage. That's a big part of pillaging. Pies, it's more of a uh, hobo pie thing of like taking the pie off <laughs> yeah. of the, like, I think I associate that more strongly with that like is a, a ride the rails thing. To ride point. the rails thing. Yeah. Very much are you so. saying that there's not a lot of windowsills with pies at sea? Aren't pirates just seafaring hobos? Oh. No? No, I guess they're not. What what is a bindle if not, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we should get into some stories. Do you guys want to talk about some science? We've gotten uh, many great stories sent in by our um, faithful listeners who have been emailing probablyscience.gmail.com or tweeting at probablyscience. Um, Speaking of family travels, my parents were more into seeing national parks and... uh, and Civil War battlefields. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this, but I, I should just put a link to... I think there's a YouTube video I made of um, when I was going through my dad's old VHS tapes from family vacations. So much of it was just like slow pans over gravestones <laughs> at like... Oh boy! Uh, little big horn. Really going to want to revisit this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, "What did you think you're gonna? When are you gonna? <laughs> yeah, watch this." So then I just cut all that together. To did you make to the? Tune did you put of, Sarah McLaughlin over it? No, yeah. To the no, to the tune of uh, um, "Holiday Road" by Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, <laughs> and it's just such great. Like some of it, he's just using the zoom on the camera, so you start off not being able to read the grave, then it slowly zooms in on the grave until you can. <laughs> what see an artsy eye he yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, it's something. Um, but that is, I think, Custer's last stand is somewhere. In North Dakota, I mean, in, uh, it's out there in the Badlands yeah. or whatever, yeah, Montana. Somewhere also, not near... not Civil War. So let's I be mean, clear about that. War, yeah, sorry, yeah. late nineteenth century. He was he was in the Civil he was, War, right? Right. So I'm trying to connect it to a story. I'm not doing a good no. Job good point. I'm sorry. I was. I, I, if there's an opportunity, I have to say a fact. Much I jump on it lifting. because I don't. My know. My parents have a lot of uh, family vacation pictures of like memorials or plaques that we're not in. 
Yeah. Like, like the, you needed to like see every single statue at Faneuil Hall. Yeah. Like right. you wanted to go back yeah. and relive that. Like you couldn't, like the internet wasn't a thing where you could just Google it. Right. Which actually, but at that point it actually was. It was. Yeah. yeah very much was it already. Is, there's a, thing. a pretty strong division, I would say, between like my mom was a, uh, you had better be in the picture. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we went on this vacation. We drove all the way here. I don't care how amazing the Vista is. Go fucking stand over there because we're going to you're going to be a part of this context. Mm-hmm. And apparently your family was not that way. No, they only cared about the context. Yeah. The fact that we were there uh, was like was very ancillary. material. Like, yeah. It was kind of dragging them down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was now that I look back on it. I'm like, oh, like they've really and they travel so much now that they're like retired and don't have kids. Yeah. Like. They're they're always like going to places and seeing things, seeing and they're things. so happy. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. like we really oh, this is what we were holding you back from. Yeah, all those like you, years. they never and we never did like a family stuff on vacations. Like we never went on cruises or anything. It was always to like go learn about things. Well, I I with uh, this pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think going to the national parks is sort of like eat your vegetables to kids. Yes, you know? mm-hmm. I agree that it, I tend to go to museums and things like that because just much the same way that like I tend to read nonfiction books. Yeah. Just because I'm like, well, if I'm going to sit down and read a whole book, I may as well also be learning a learning real something. thing that happened. Yeah. It's a little bit like that, too, vacation stuff. And like, I, I vacation exactly the same way that my parents did. Yeah, too. they like, pass it. Yeah, weirdly yeah. find that. Like, I'm like, yeah, like if we're going to go to New York, like we're going to go to the Met, we're going to go to MoMA, we're going to go to Guggenheim. Like, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Big time. Yeah. And, and read. I actually, a girl I was dating a bit somewhat recently, the biggest like connection we had was that mm-hmm. we museumed well together. Like we could, we we go into the same room and there's like 20 paintings or whatever. And we would sort of separate and wander and the exact kind of same speed Mm -hmm. of like, cause it's tough. It's always one person's like, I'm ready to go to 18th century. I'm ready to see the European art. Mm -hmm. And some people really want to take it. It was like right. the, The, the right vibe. Nice. I dated a guy where all we would do is like go to museums and make out with each other. Oh, just to and ruin then, like, everyone else's day? Yeah, of, like, just popular to ruin- paintings that people are trying to see or <laughs> find corners to like sneak off. At one point we were standing, I don't know if you've been to the Natural History Museum in New York, and they at the top floor, like by the dinosaurs, they have the Astor Tower. And it's this beautiful mm. view of like Midtown and the park. It's gorgeous. And a lot of people take pictures there. And yeah, we had taken some edibles and we're sitting there making out very heavily and uh-huh. we turn around and there was like 20 Indian people like from India uh-huh. that had traveled from India and they really wanted a picture there and we were really Walking making out there for 20 guy. minutes I was like we're dicks we gotta go yeah we gotta go now we're ruining this photo op yeah <laughs> so whatever my uh, segue was yes Yellowstone is one of the places we went as a kid and I was also mad when we got there because I heard National Park and I assumed uh, my parents even told that story like I was like where are the rides like uh, park meant <laughs> park meant yeah, 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 yeah. either like a playground or like <laughs> National park. Amusement Park yeah yeah not National Amusement that Park that would be cool why don't we have those we should have National Amusement Parks so yes the world's tallest geyser breaks eruption record stunning Yellowstone visitors isn't, and scientists is, is, that's bad right isn't that bad I mean, as we talked about last week, I think... Does oh, it mean <laughs> more pressure is building up? Or right. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's get to the article. Is so it- this was sent in by, I believe, Paul Muxworthy. Let me make sure that's the case. I see a Paul Muxworthy mm-hmm. name right down there. Um, oh, no, no. This was sent in by uh, Andrew Miller. Thank you so much, Andrew Miller. So Steamboat Geyser in Yellowstone National Park blew past its yearly eruption record in 2019. The world's tallest active geyser erupted 47 times, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, indicating the erratic geyser has entered an unusually active period. Over the years, Steamboat has gone decades without erupting, including a quiet period between 1911 and 1961. USGS scientists say the recent recent eruptions mimic activity spikes in the 80s and do not signal future volcanic activity at Yellowstone. That's probably just coke-related, right? The 80s spike. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's weird to describe Old Faithful as erratic. 
Like, isn't that it's kind It's right there of, in the name. In this the isn't Old Faithful. This, this is, is Steamboat. steamboat. Oh, my, my bad. Geysers in yeah, the park. good point. There is, I've, I have also been there on a oh, family okay. trip. Yes, there there are a lot of geysers and I'm not trying to park, acid park explain to you. Sorry. Yeah, uh, don't people, the, the acid pools, like, people, this oh, is people, a bad Yeah, people thing. fall into those sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Speaking of that, oh, I don't know. Is this a thing I should say on, um, that is a bad way to die. Awful. To be boiled to death in one of those pools. Yeah. It has happened by people who thought they're like hot springs and they're going to sneak off the path. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't go off the path when you're in Yellowstone. There's a reason. It's There's like those, a million those, signs about not, it. Not even paths. They're like, you know, raised wood. Yeah, walkers. it's actually like a boardwalk kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? Don't go off the boardwalk. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I won't say the details of this, so maybe it's like a tease. And it's horrible to tease this almost. But like we had uh, we had the author of a... We had, we had a forensic pathologist on the show back in January at Sketchfest and she's she's cut up like thousands of bodies I think in the course of her work mm-hmm. she's worked ever since 9-11 as a New York forensic pathologist and she says at parties people always ask her what's the worst way to die and so we had read the book and knew what the answer to that was the story she told and then in the live show I said so what was the worst way to die and she's like well, I don't really want to talk about it in this live show <laughs> yeah but also I got like leave something for the book um Back home over Christmas, my brother was talking to a friend of his about, and I want to leave out enough details that I'm not going to disrespect the memory. Um, somehow this story comes up about this guy that went to my brother's college and uh, that the other person had competed in a sporting event with at his college. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's crazy, though. Like in New York, a few years later, he died by and then started to tell this story. I'm like, there's no way two people in the world died this way. But he gave me an, and so I searched for what... Um, for what uh, the what author, context you have the, the, the story we talked about with our guest oh yeah and in that in the book and in the articles like this has now made its way to listicles of like if you google worst ways to die one of oh, them is, is from this book and all of them use this other name so this person is now an example is of it, it must have been someone else because the uh-huh. name you're saying is not this but then oh, yeah. now that I now that I've met this person who told this story now that I know both the pseudonym and the real name I can do a quick google and realize they are one and the same whoa so I'm this sure. guy knew the person who so died so in the book they changed the name when they told the story in probably? all the stories she's yeah. told about it so I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm disrespecting anybody but, it's, but like what a crazy awful weird coincidence that like this guy my brother went to college with but didn't know this other guy competed against the person who died the worst death that, that this forensic pathologist has And you had seen. already had a discussion with her about it on your podcast. Well, she wouldn't... I read it in the book. And yes, she wouldn't it, talk about it. it uh, but it's not too dissimilar from the way you would die in in, a, by falling into the Yellowstone things. Um, there's a there's a portion of Dante's Peak that illustrates this yes. really well. That's yes, all I'm thinking the, about the right now. Yeah. yeah. No, the two... There's the two bodies when they first find out that something's oh, going yes, wrong. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they're like, oh, yeah. I, I meant the part where it. the lake is acidifying that and they're in too. the boat. They can't get across it. The grandma pushes the them. The movie's awesome. It, we still... I haven't seen it. We're saving <gasps> it for a future episode of Twinsies. <gasps> yeah, we, we do that. Uh, it, we're that volcano, you know. Dante's we do twin Peak films. That so that's going to be one of our big episodes. Yeah. It's is it awesome? I mean, it's. I think it's yeah, awesome. It's personally. harrowing. It's it's so hair. It's simultaneously so stressful and so campy. Yeah, yeah, that's a really accurate <laughs> yeah. way to describe it. I can't wait to see it. Okay, so steamboat geyser, which we're talking about, can send water up to three hundred feet in the air. Suck it, old faithful. Um, it set its previous record just last year with thirty-two eruptions observed in twenty eighteen, according to the National Park Service. The geyser also broke its record for the shortest time between eruptions in June, which I heard you can train yourself to do if you just like, <laughs> sorry, uh, the Billings Gazette reported with just three days between blasts. Volcanologists, including Janine Krippner, urged people not to worry about a connection between the increased eruptions and the infamous Yellowstone supervolcano, which uh, if you guys heard about that. Yes. yes. Theory, this could be a like civilization ending thing. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Yellowstone has an incredible geyser system that's unrelated to magmatic activity, other than the magmatic system basically providing heat. Kripner tweeted at the time. Okay, um, so it's not unrelated at all. Yeah, <laughs> other than yeah, good, very good. Yeah. Point. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just not a harbinger of the magma itself. So yeah. going to blow. I don't know. It's, the one it's, it's maybe related, but not interconnected. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's connected also. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Not, yeah. One isn't a sure sign of the other. Another words guy, Andy. <laughs> Of the thousand natural geysers around the world, half are in Yellowstone National Park. That's crazy. I don't know if I realize that. That's, That's crazy. The only geyser that is shot water higher than steamboat. Okay, here we go. Is New Zealand's Waimangu geyser, which hasn't erupted in more than a hundred years. Whoa! So we're just that's believing crazy. someone from hundred. Well, years that's ago? a good point. They're just like, hey, by my angle estimation. Yeah. Well, I mean, how? Yeah. Did you just see that volcano that erupted in like the South Pacific? That I think yeah, and they killed boat, like twenty people. Yeah. There was like twenty people on there. Did you see the ads that they've been using to sell tours of that island this whole time? No, because it's an active volcano. Yeah. So that's how they sell it. So now oh, yeah. if you look at all the ads, it's like especially morbid that it's like we basically like lured you here tongue in cheek but it's it's oh. it's completely addressing the fact that it could kill you and that it's an active volcano but in a tongue in cheek way as if like what are the odds sort of but like yeah. it's but then I'm like wondering what is the path forward for this because it's always going to be dangerous you always knew it was dangerous you're just running the odds that this thing that happens every you know 100 years probably is going to happen when you're on the island but yeah wait could. so they're still doing like tours no they aren't now but this whole time but they're the tours, go- yeah the tours leading up to this were all okay. the appeal of this island there's no civilization yeah. on the island it's just an island you go out to for the day to mm-hmm. hike around an active volcano and the ads for that tour are like death defying like it's you know i would it could kill you i would be more likely to go now <laughs> because as a as works. a former not good professional gambler like you know it was due and it happened so it's not due now as a, as a, like i know that's not the way also odds work former amateur gambler what about the also bullshit concept of streaks which I mean, yeah. streaks don't yeah. exist in like dice but like streaks might exist in this because right. past activity could indicate yes more. Mm-hmm. If, if that pressure has built etc i've been to geyser in iceland and is it's, that what it's called it's it's the where, where the word comes from it's just i don't know because oh. that's the name of this one it's like the first one is it it's like with when an they I, call target g-y-s-i-r <laughs> yeah i don't yeah i'm i'm throwing a little icelandic stank on it yeah yeah I was at Geishir, uh, and it's pretty dope. But I tell you what, this I, I'm flabbergasted seeing that. Uh, uh, what what was this one called again? I forgot. Uh, steamboat. Uh, steamboat. You know, the, the shortest time is three days between because the anticipation anticipation of standing in front of a geyser waiting for it to go, mm-hmm. and this one in Iceland goes every ten minutes, really? pretty much. It's, it's probably only 30, 40 feet, mm-hmm. but it's you, it's going to happen if you stand there. And uh, even with that, it's. You're trying to. When do you start recording on your phone? When do you get ready yeah, to right. do and ah, all that stuff? It, it was. It's. It was a stressful time, and I couldn't imagine doing that with something that you might stand in front of for Three eight days. hours and you wouldn't yeah. even catch it. Yeah, even I, Old Faithful is not that regular anymore. It's think, not. Right? No, and yeah. it's you're gonna wait like forty five minutes. Oh, I thought it was like used to be like pretty pretty regularly an hour. Is that not what or. Maybe not. I ish. I I feel like when we went, we got there right after it had exploded, and then had to wait for like what seemed like way too long of a time. Even after I saw it explode, I was like, I don't think we had to stay here. The same as your space mountain time. Yeah, I I like that for you. You wait, you wait a lot of 45 minutes. Actually, Good when buddy. I was a little kid, this is I think this is probably why I use that as a time increment so much. If I got in trouble, my mom would send me to my room for 45 minutes. And I thought... The, I didn't have a good concept of time. I yeah. thought 45 minutes was the longest increment of time. Yeah. Like, I thought it was longer than a day. Yeah. <laughs> and so, whenever I'd get mad at someone, I'd be like, you go to your room for 45 minutes. <laughs> I still think the it's most, a very long yeah. time. It's the biggest number this, of The times. probe reached Pluto after a span of 45, <laughs> 45 minutes. minutes. 
Uh, I, as a kid, thought that approximately must have meant like very specifically exactly because why was it such a long, big word with an X in it if it didn't mean like something really pinpoint? I was just like, no one would write a word that long unless it really meant like yeah, the word that's logical exactly. Yeah, it's like how it's like monosyllabic. How yeah. does how does yeah. that word exist? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. I thought there was twenty five hours in a day for like a couple of years. Okay, for a couple of years, because... I was like five, like I was little, oh, but yeah. I yeah. And I, I argued about it too. Like I would argue that I really, oh, really like like you're wrong. Who uh, would would whoever you argue against not just instantly provide proof that? Yeah, it was my mom. They would just she like show like, you pro- watch and be like, it's twice. It's two, two of these. No, she'd be like, and even then that wasn't. I didn't think yeah. that was good Plus, enough. Art, wait, are there technically? Because there's 365 and a quarter days in a mm-hmm. year, right? Not even exactly a quarter, but close to a quarter. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was about to say next because oh. it's dumb. It's a leap year. 2020 is a leap oh, year. Oh, yeah. Happy mm-hmm. New Year. Yeah. Happy leap year. Yeah. By the way, guys, uh, any any resolutions? 2020 is here now? I actually have a bunch this year. I feel, Are, if you I feel speak them into basic. existence, will they... I think so, right? I'm trying to... Um, create things without putting like a monetary impetus on it like i'm trying to not feel the need to monetize everything i do yeah um create for creation's sake or for just getting better at art or because i like i'll have an idea and i'll be like oh i think this is a really good idea and i should do it and then i'll think about it a little more and i'll be like oh maybe it won't be totally successful and perfect right away so i'm not gonna do it yes you talk yourself out of it Mm -hmm. right away because you're like or it's unfilmable or you know yeah. whatever it may be or like maybe i don't know what the audience for this is or i don't think it's quite like i have a very hard time like putting something out that's not yeah totally perfect right away especially right. if you have high standards for things that mm-hmm. you consume the first thing you make of a new thing you're learning probably yeah. isn't going to be a thing that you would want to consume as a fan of consuming the thing yes does that make sense does that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good point i also sign up for pilates because i hate myself yeah. <laughs> getting older oh uh, yeah i think i tore my acl in the shower today <laughs> so yeah anything all my resolutions are just gonna be like just get this just get this together just get this working you know what guys i think that we should all have the goal to keep learning keep learning does this sound like a plug it, oh boy oh boy uh how would what are some ways we could whether, keep learning whether that means discovering new interests or expanding your knowledge on specific topics the great courses plus has you covered are you guys familiar with the great courses plus I think I'm familiar with it. It sounds familiar. This is a service that offers thousands of college-level lectures to you that you can just browse as you would any sort of streaming platform. You could do it on your phone, on your computer, on your set-top box. You can listen to the things as audio only as a podcast, and when you get home, switch back to the video version of whatever oh. the lecture you were listening to was, or, or watching was on your TV. Um, yeah, thousands of lectures covering everything from chemistry to business, ancient history to personal development. Huh? Personal oh. development. Hey. The list goes on. There's something for everyone. These are taught by the best professors and experts from top universities and institutions around the world. And um, yeah, Matt and I have watched a bunch of different um, series of lectures in the course of having this partnership with Great Courses. And yeah, our listeners, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means you have an interest in science and in fucking around, but also in science. So that means you will probably get a lot out of checking out uh, specifically within the Great Courses Plus. You might want to check out Understanding the Misconceptions of Science, which is... um, Oh, that's highly relevant to yeah. this. It's a very fun thing because there's so many, I mean, there's so much, you know, bullshit. There's so many things that get bandied about terminology wise mm-hmm. by people who want to just sound like they know what they're talking about. But like, especially quantum anything, you know, people just throw oh, quantum yeah. in yep. and suddenly like, oh, this has scientific weight. And it isn't just like some woo bullshit. But um, 
Yeah, so like once scientific hypotheses are confirmed, they can be taken as facts. However, scientific facts and ideas can change as new information comes in. That's how science works, which is one of the reasons there are so many misconceptions. Um, so yeah, this, this examines dozens of scientific topics that even the most learned students often get wrong, from relativity to quantum mechanics, evolution to the Big Bang, and then it goes deeper into more accurate truths on those things. So yeah, if you don't want to be the person who just spouts off uh, half-acid science, if you want to actually know what you're talking about at a party, you might want to check out Understanding the Misconceptions of Science on The Great Courses Plus. And you can do that by visiting thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably for a free trial. Again, go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash probably. Nothing to risk. You can just check it out and browse the entire library for free. Um, and as I said, Matt and I have watched a bunch of them and they're very high quality. So no reason not to start off the you year. Both have been seeming less full of bullshit recently. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm the guy who is annoyingly correct at parties. And yeah. for some reason I end up being asked to leave. I think people yeah. are just like, we're good now. We got it all. Yeah. We appreciated mm-hmm. the information. And then um, he dropped some hot, hot knowledge. What else yeah. do we need him for? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, do check out the Great Crisis Plus and go to Yellowstone Park, I guess. But don't make your kids go unless they're old enough to uh, like geysers and not like roller coasters. Yeah. And put them in the pictures. Yeah. Put them, yeah. You know? Take some fucking pictures of me, mom. Come on. My dad was the other extreme of that where he was always behind the camera. So he's not in any of the pictures yeah. or videos. Cause he oh, right. He's the one the who was framing it. Just right. He had, this is the era of camcorders when they were like, you had to have shoulder mounted. Then you had the thing over a sling because you brought part of the VCR with you. That's like a, oh yeah. It's like yeah. a side bag that's connecting to the camera. So it's recording to a full size VHS tape yeah. sitting in half of your VCR. That is, that, yeah, that I'm portable on your, yeah. I am old as dirt. Sorry. Yep. That's it sounds like he was quite the cinematographer, though, with those, oh, yeah. those scapes with, of the yeah, graveyards some, and. Uh-huh. Like just bringing a dolly and doing that, uh, you know, dolly out, zoom in, Scorsese <laughs> shot. That really. Oh, it's Scorsese Hitchcock. more than yeah. Hitchcock. It's like a well, it's either way. Yeah. <laughs> What's the actual word for that? A dolly zoom? I think so. Yeah, it is a pretty cool trick. It looks like mm-hmm. it couldn't exist. Like yeah. it looks, it looks like it would require a lot of tech, but it's just. But simple. it's just, and it, you know what's really hard about? I tried to do a few in film school, and if you're really not completely centered, it it goes, it just falls apart real quick. You know the thing we're talking about, where you, it looks like the you will stay the same size within frame, but it looks like the whole background is sort of creeping in on you. Yeah, Scorsese will yes. use it, and like. The gangsters just realized a big thing. I watched most of The Irishman. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you so, can actually do it with your iPhone. I've tried; it's pretty fun. It takes oh, really? a little doing. You just walk back, actual... with it, walk back with it as yeah. you zoom in. As, as you, you zoom pinch in. and zoom in, walk back with your phone, or walk forward as you zoom out. I didn't know that because it because an iPhone is a digital zoom though. It's not a lens actually moving. The but whole point: still... longer focal length lenses flatten backgrounds. But it still gives the well, maybe maybe it digitizes that. No, if you think about the, um, like, imagine if a phone is all the way, the angle, like what you're seeing, the amount of stuff you're seeing behind sure, the person I see will change by. Right, by you're getting you're more, yeah, closer. okay. So it, it, it doesn't probably have the same look it would have with an optical zoom, but it does yeah. have a version of that. I gotcha. It's, it's something more than just, and I found the, if you guys want to see, oh, this is a brief video that I will post <laughs> over at probablyscience.com of family vacation to yeah these are the yep. Dakotas or Get Wyoming or, um, I feel like I'm this is like the, the preamble to like some sort of folk song music video it does feel like uh, Kenny Rogers is about yes. to come on screen yeah. <laughs> Yo, like, a lot, lot of gravestones it's all gravestones from here on out yeah 
It's all grapes, so it's me right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. That's my 2020 motto. That's my brother. <laughs> oh, my God. He, your dad was low-key mad that it's not actually a state park. Yeah. He's like, that's okay. Yeah, I knew it was so okay, Dad. So gravestones. Oh, man. If your dad murders somebody someday, this is definitely going to be on the 2020 episode. Exhibit one. <laughs> Weird fascination with gravestones. It's still go. I mean, I didn't even use all the grave footage, obviously. Yeah. There's so much more. Andy, would you say where we are? Billy won't talk to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, buddy. You got it right. It's not a state park. <laughs> Your dad even has that. I'm not. I don't mean to like call him out for being a creeper, but even that, like, yeah. Andy, will you say where we are? <laughs> Billy won't talk to me. Look at this slow zoom oh, out of these two gravestones in the middle. Just out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when you find a tape where it's all of this and just as many gravestones, but they're all gravestones from like the late '90s? No war or battle oh, involved. Yeah. Just your dad filming. It's just this thing. Yeah. Yep. Don't ever have you taken to him to screening at Hollywood Forever? Oh God! I take him to a cemetery. Oh, you would love that. Get a real kick out of it. Yeah, I hate that. In the summer, it drives me fucking crazy. Come because you from, live right by there. Right? I live on like off oh, of Santa Monica. Yeah, it gets a whole crazy. It's awful. Like I, I've sat there for over an hour trying oh, to get back like your from last like, five mm-hmm, blocks home. Yep. I want to be buried there, and I want to you. You guys have to. You mm-hmm. two are responsible for doing this after oh, I die. Uh, put a cup holder on my tombstone so that people at those screenings see my name and they're oh, like, "Fuck damn. yeah, bro." Thanks, man. That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Like forever, for the next hundred years, people will be like, good dude. Thanks a lot, pal. What do you picture? Is it just like uh, that the granite itself is cut out in a No, no, no. It's it's got... Because that's going to break eventually. It's it's got to be... No, I mean, I think if it was like, you know, um, a strong kind of wired thing, like a... It needs to be like attached to it. Like a basket thing. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be replaced But I feel like you should have... If You got to make sure you make enough money that you can have... Put some money into a trust and there's a custodian of that who is... Who needs to come. Yes. Well, even as, frankly, as beverage containers change size over the next, you know, right now... Now you'd want it to be like tall boy shape or size, but I'm not sure that that's the way we're going to be consuming our beverages. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a suggestion here for you, take okay. it or leave it, but I think you could also like embed some sort of bottle opener into the side. Oh, oh this is a good wait call. Wait a second. Yeah. Holy shit, this costs nothing. Actually, <laughs> one of those buckets underneath that catches the Yeah, that catches them. Yeah. Well, now if you think about it, the maintenance could be paid for just by the recycle value so if you leave the bottle of the cap and then those just get recycled yeah you can also put some caps on the top of it like the jewish tradition where they put the rocks i'm kind of surprised no one i mean i guess (laughs) do they still have vacancies no i think it's it's that's when you go there unless there's a there's probably a part of it that's not that you don't walk through for the screenings that maybe is still active but everything i think they were full as of like the late 90s I have not yeah. seen what I would consider like new, new gravestones there. I think Hollywood was full as of the late 90s. Yeah. So why are we still doing this? <laughs> Go away! <laughs> Kate can't get home. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to do another Earth Science let's story? Do yes, science story. Let's this do one, it. This one, I believe, was sent by oh, Paul. Oh, this is the Blood Falls. I like this. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard of these before. Have you guys heard of Antarctica's Blood Falls? Before? I had heard of this before, yes. We covered really them on looks- a television show that I once made. Really looks like blood. Yeah, so scientists finally solved the mystery of Antarctica's Blood Falls. Um, the blood red falls tumble out of a glacier 100 feet to a lake below. And yeah, look at the 
story which we'll link to in the show notes to see this very graphic very like uh it's like the CSI. worst part of march of the penguins yeah <laughs> it's the baton death march of the penguins <laughs> oh, no, my uh, there is a sequel and i haven't seen it yet that could very well be mashups trail, yeah. of, trail of penguin tears trail of, oh, um Khmer Rouge I don't know I'm some other uh, so yes Blood Falls is an aptly named feature in Antarctica the 100 foot stream of water running down the side of a glacier is a deep rich blood red that we've known for decades what causes the red color it took more than 100 years for scientists to discover the source of Blood Falls a secret ancient underground lake that's a cool sentence that secret cool. ancient yeah. underground lake tell me who that uh, anarchic historian who who that, found it is. that would have been Australian um, explorer Griffith Taylor during an expedition in 1911. At the time, he and other explorers guessed that the red color might be caused by algae living in the water. It's unearthly. It's surreal. It's unreal, says Steve Martin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that guy can do everything. Really? Just fucking leave some for the rest of us. Renaissance uh, man. Antarctic historian Steve Martin told Motherboard on the latest episode of Science Solved It. So when Griffith Taylor and his friends saw the blood falls coming or flowing red out of the end of the Taylor Glacier, they must have... Um, wait, was, was it already called that? Because what are the chances Griffith Taylor found it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they must have thought it was just another incredible oddity in a very strange part of the world, which, I mean, it is. But uh, though scientists later realized it was the high iron content that turned the water bloody red. I would have guessed yeah. iron. That, I, that, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've been doing some writing for a thing recently about... Um, about a salt about high salinity lake basically I just discovered Hut Lagoon for the first time do you guys know Hut Lagoon is it the pink one in Australia yeah yes. isn't it fucking insane whoa naturally occurring mm-hmm. this is algae this yes. is not iron. oh is it okay I would have yeah. guessed iron over algae for blood falls though because algae tends to like warmer climates Good points. Oh, yeah. Good call. Nothing lives in Antarctica. They're not right? kicking it in well, the Antarctic Well, because we we're having tons of algae blooms lately in the Pacific that kills off all the seafood, and it's because of global the, warming. It's because the, yeah. the temperature of the ocean is Is, is that rising. why my scallops are harder to come by yes, or something? Yes, it is. Man. Yeah, I know. It's a huge problem. It's really it's, gross. If, if it cancels Lobster Fest, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's when America will care about all, Then all I have left is Happy Honda Days, and I don't it's even really, know. Yeah, it's the, oh, you Cheddar, don't Bay, the Cheddar Bay has been overfished to the point of, uh, yeah. the Cheddar Bay is overrun with Cheddar, Cheddar Bay. Bloom. Sorry, I had to make sure I said it enough times someone heard. But so, uh, I, I, not, not to ha- like actually talk about science, but then no, yes, there's should. a whole we underground lake been. that they discovered? Yes, yes. So, um, they didn't, so they realized it was high iron content that turned the water bloody red. The water oxidizes and turns red when exposed to air, but they still didn't know where the water was coming from or how the falls formed. We didn't know where the brine came from. We didn't know how it made its way through the glacier, explained Aaron Pettit, one of the, or Petit, I don't know, Pettit. One of the scientists probably Pettit. Who, sure. One of the scientists who solved the mystery of blood falls. If the brine started at the base of the glacier, it should have continued to flow at the base. Uh, instead, the brine squirted out the top of the glacier and flowed down <laughs> over the edge, eventually joining a nearby lake. So to figure out how it formed, Pettit and her team trekked across the glacier and took measurements using a radio wave sensor. The instrument sends radio pulses into the ice, which move freely through the frozen glacier. However, when the waves hit the salty, slushy water flowing to Blood Falls, they scatter, allowing the researchers to map exactly where the water was snaking through the glacier. They eventually identified that the immense pressure of the ice squeezed the water trapped in an ancient underground lake below up through the glacier. So it's pretty powerful pressurized brine in that conduit, Pettit said, even though it's not always squirting out the top of the glacier, it's always sitting within the ice there as a pressurized, slushy ice mess, which I don't know if I look like the uh, qualifier. Uh, the, a mess? I don't know if it's up for us to say. 
Uh, the team published their findings and were able to confirm them when a drilling team visited the region the following year. By using the map Pettit and her team had created, the drilling crew located where the underground source should be and got to work. Sure enough, red brine squirted up around the drill. There's a lot of sort of poetic license video. being yeah. taken There's with this article. There's a lot of squirting in yeah, this article. Yes, great <laughs> point. Squirt-heavy episode. <laughs> Uh, along with the finding, along with finding the source of blood falls, the scientists also provided more context for life forms that had previously been discovered there. Tiny microbes capable of surviving a super salty, high iron, very cold water without sunlight under a glacier. It turns out these extremophiles, I guess that means you love extreme. I'm kind of an extremophile. I like to think of myself as a... That's um, the whole movie Point Break is about. Yeah, that. totally. They were even more extreme than previously recognized. And studying them further can help us understand how life might survive in other extreme environments such as outer space. Tardigrades, baby. Um, okay, I just saw that this was Vice, and now like every word choice in this article <laughs> makes total sense to me now. Squirting. Yeah, Jesus. I, this picture was taken by Terry Richardson. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deeply disappointed that there's not... I have a feeling that the secret, mysterious underground lake... Like, as they're describing, just sort of a slushy mess trapped within a glacier. I was really hoping for, like, a dope picture of a giant, under, like, a journey to the center of the yeah, earth yeah. underground lake that they found that was going to be all red and briny. And one of the Attenboroughs, whichever one isn't the one from the nature documentaries, is welcoming you to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which, is it Richard's the Richard actor? is, is uh, the actor. Okay. Yeah. They're both sirs, though, I think. They should be. They've both been knighted. There's a uh, water park ride in Denver that's themed after journey to the center of the earth is there <laughs> yes there so is. do you get oh because is it no yeah do and you it has see more no that, it has like animatronic dinosaurs but it's like from the early 90s and it's not kept up well so oh, it's just kind of they just kind of creak in slight disrepair yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty great i was terrified of it as a child see? oh there you go. so scary yeah. Yeah. i mean because that's just science just you know overwhelming power of plastic dinosaurs of poorly yeah (laughs) speaking of centers of things ugh, i don't want to get into analyzing the science of star wars but like (laughs) once i saw the remnants of the death star whatever that thing was yeah then i start thinking about the scale of it and i'm just getting so mad because it's supposed to be the size of like a moon right that's actually the space station yeah so like moons have their own gravity. There's a huge, there's a huge big issue with <laughs> so yeah. big that it would. So the middle of it would have to be the this, a superstructure that's so that's that's capable of supporting more than any. I mean, the yeah. the gravity Correct. of the own thing would be right. Would like, would yeah yeah. That's why so many contractors took so long to build it, Andy. <laughs> but then also once it's in the ocean, there it's the in the scale of that movie, it's like big, but like you know ten miles. That was just the center. Not, that was just the the. So you think about because really what you saw in there was the the little dimply part. Um, that's what appears to be most of what's crashed into that oh, ocean. Oh, you're seeing an inversion of the yes, cutout I believe part. that that is the case. That's how they explain that away? I don't okay. know that it's explained away. I just took it to be like, okay, this is probably about one one hundredth of the, you know, because wouldn't most of it have burned so up in the atmosphere this planet it crashed onto and everything? It, well, I mean, but <laughs> a moon doesn't crash onto it. Or I mean, but, why am I? It happened in Avengers Endgame too. That's true. That's he true. literally, Thanos pulled a moon down onto, I don't know. And actually, we our moon was formed by something hitting us and knocking part of us, yeah. part us, yeah. Earth. Uh, I think, right? Well, I think we can collective us. Sure, we can take mm-hmm. ownership of this planet. We've fucking done enough to it. <laughs> it's, it's ours now. Um, oh, sorry. I, I don't know what I'm sorry for. Except I can the, probably I, throw if, to if one. If you were going to do one more science story, it had better be about pressurized water squirting oh, up man. or out of something because that's all we've had right. thus far. What is the squirtiest? Uh, chewing gum can sometimes have a have a. Oh, I think we did this story actually on a previous episode. Yep, finding ancient chewing gum. Pretty sure that was covered. So okay, let's see. Good, good story about my right. third grade desk. 
Ancient kingdom. Okay. Uh, the penis fish have been well covered. How about um, please have some squirting? MIT freezing water at boiling point. Goddamn nerds! It's the opposite. Of, I guess frozen Why? is the opposite of a squirt. It's to get clear yeah. ice cubes, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, isn't that you have to you boil? Yeah, the water if you first if you boil then... water and then put it in ice cube trays, it'll come out clear. Mm-hmm. The ice will be clear. Do you know where they have really good clear ice cubes? Jay's bar. Disneyland. Oh, also there, but Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a very a really cool maker. They make the spheres because they just put it oh, in. It's like that's copper the other thing. and the reactiveness with the water. Disneyland does not just cost $250 because then you have to eat all the food at Disneyland because the food yeah. at Disneyland is amazing and so you have it to really budget another like minimum $100 yeah. for all your Disneyland food. So it I got, costs I got no $350. Also, I bought mouse ears so it was like a $400 day. <laughs> Honestly. No one forced mouse ears on you. They had flowers <laughs> and oh, sparkles some, on them. They were yeah. so cute. And also, everyone else there had them and I felt like a dweeb. You want to keep up with the Joneses. You know, I, did you do the um, self-bedazzled laser laser sword <laughs> lightsaber? Could you no, make your own lightsaber? This was before. Edge? That's Galaxy's also very opened. expensive. Yeah. right. But I thought it's a thing you kind of have. I've to also do. Yeah. I haven't I'll seen have Star Wars, so I wouldn't. Any I've, of them or the no, new one? I've never seen any of them. And now you now that you've got to this age and you haven't, you have to unprincipled never see them. I know right? it's like it's been too long, and yeah. so now what am I going to do? Like watch them by myself? Yeah, you can't. I like, mean, that's one way to watch movies. <laughs> no, you literally can't. I don't know yeah. if you do that. Well, I've been doing this thing where I've been trying to watch the like AFI top 100 movies from the last like 100 years. Yeah. Um. It, it well, turned... are you going to skip that one when you get to it then? Because it's on the list. It is on the list. No, I'm not going to. No, because I can't. I am using the. Yeah, well, yeah. You, is your completism? Does your completism outweigh your? <laughs> I'm using the 2007 list and not the 1997 list. Okay. And I am going to skip Silence of the Lambs because I'm too scared. So oh, I won't watch that. Yeah, Sorry. It's not that scary. It's, it's more really, of a psychological. I hate when people say that to me. I live alone. I'm very small. Sure. Well, then there's going to be a bunch of movies on there. It's not a, a, a jump outy. It's not yeah. gory and it's not jump outy. Yeah. It's just sort of watch just it. I, I will say, I, trust me, I can. I got hired to write uh, some Twilight Zone stuff recently. Mm-hmm. What? You and I was gonna, not not for not. It doesn't matter. Um, it was a brief thing not like Mm -hmm. episodes of Twilight Zone but content related to the Twilight Zone and I was researching by watching episodes and I had to watch them during the daylight because I was like I I, I put one on at 10pm and I was like "Mm, can't do it pretty creepy yeah and I I live alone, but I'm not tiny. So what's my excuse? <laughs> right. Although they, they get a little cat. less creepy with the HD because, like, you can see the seams in the in the masks now that you're seeing the HD transfer from film. Where yeah. The TV those, version earlier. Those a lot 1962 more makeup artists got done dirty by eventual yeah. like 4K because mm-hmm. their work was very adequate at the time. And now, like, I the Beholder, like, it's still a great twist, but like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like a Toys R Us. Just pig, pig nose latex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you you're using you said the 2007 list not the 97 yeah list. so they changed it they took like I think 10 of them off like yeah like birth of a nation what drops off. is yeah. on the original yeah whoops. like whoops sorry D-dubs yeah change that it, one what's problematic about it again I haven't obviously haven't seen super, it super super racist it's basically about I thought it was the about heroes like clan yeah well I assume they weren't the good guys but just that it's no, no, about no. the clan no 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 you're guys. like no, following the their guys. exploits oh they're good guys yeah. so, I mean it's a silent movie so how much are you really following it I don't know yeah I mean you know yeah, they changed it. Like Lord of the Rings is on there now. That's what I was going to ask. What um, I wonder what between ninety seven and and aught seven. I think there's like ten Phantom changes. Menace obviously, gets added to it. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> they changed the rankings of a bunch of them because I think Citizen Kane fell out of first. Maybe Citizen Kane's still first. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Would have fallen to Casablanca, maybe. Or Casablanca's or second I, or third, so I think. I here's the thing I think about a lot the, that affects. Citizen Kane and I just watched Casablanca and mm-hmm. it really affected that is I almost laughed at some of the lines because 
they're such phrases, you know, like here's yes. looking at you, kid. I was like, oh, that's oh, they use that old cliche. And then I was like, oh, wait a second, it's a cliche the first from time. this. Yeah, yeah, Citizen Kane, watching Citizen oh, yeah. Kane is very much like that because yeah. you're just like every almost everything they're doing in it is the first time that yep. they're doing it. Yep. But you've seen it so many like, different I've seen places. Movies told out of order chronologically. Yeah. I've seen this kind of deep focus. Like, what are we doing here? And Speaking like, oh. of movies where the special effects age, because oh, you can tell is, at the time. What, Citizen Kane or which one? Yeah, because they use all the makeup to. He's like oh, 25 wait. when he's they 25. make that movie. His old age makeup yeah. is yeah. pretty brutal. It's it's terrifying. I, it's way scarier now. Yeah, I think he did. There's a fun, um, I, I, a bunch of like Orson Welles books, but uh, uh, one of them published a bunch of his telegrams back and forth with. Some he had like he had a nose guy because he just mm-hmm. loved doing prosthetics in movies so much that <laughs> he's like telegramming a guy like I need to be an aquiline nose with a little bit of an upturny thing at the end or whatever just like Austin. he's probably you know in Paris whatever yeah. drunk and like smoking nine cigars and telegraphing his nose guy but he definitely Get me ready gets, for Othello he gets them delivered in a steamer truck yes like, yes he's just like a picture how delighted he this velvet lined <laughs> literally he's trying like, on all the noses yeah. it's like what Kevin Garnett has day. in Uncut Gems <laughs> yeah. hold my calls it's nose day mm, there is a place in California that makes the most aquiline noses nah the French Sorry. all I can do is Paul Masson impressions of Orson Welles yeah that, you've yeah. seen that right his wine commercials no, I don't think I have. Oh, that's one of my favorite things on YouTube. Is, is it? Yeah. Drunk, drunk Orson Welles wine commercial outtakes. Okay. It's like 1970s. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of him like, you know, he'll he'll like stop halfway through a line and he'll be like, who wrote this? God damn it. Were you thinking of the peas <laughs> one? He was sober oh. and angry for the peas one. Okay. He was drunk and not didn't know his line. Ah, uh, that's it. Yes, one. for the wine yeah, one. Yeah. I'm <laughs> conflating. In any case. Sorry. Both great. great. Okay, so back to something that's not scoring yes. but it's frozen. Uh, quick, guys. What temperature does water boil or freeze at? A uh, uh, hundred centigrade boil to twelve mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it freezes, freezes zero and thirty-two. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Well, now we can Thank freeze. You for letting water. me jump on that one. I by know the way. thirty-two because I'm from Colorado, so I, yeah. that's a that's a number you have to right know. when it might. Uh, but my parents are Canadians, so we used to go to Canada all the time oh. as a kid, and I would ask my dad because I didn't know like the I'm like seven, I don't know how to change the temperature. Yeah, so I'd be like, hey, do I need a jacket? And he's an engineer, so he'd be like, well, you divide this minus this, and I was like, I want to know if I need a jacket. Uh, <laughs> like that's yeah. a little more detail. I didn't want a life lesson. <laughs> right. I wanted to know if I I'm to seven, and I can tell you, I don't give. It is still off-putting though when people when you know they'll be like, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's eighteen out there, and I'm like, what? We better bundle up. I've said this you too know. many times on the podcast. I'll yeah. give you what I think is an easy system. Maybe it's not to everybody else, but twenty Celsius is uh, sixty-eight Fahrenheit, which is room temperature. Room temperature. Mm-hmm. So for purposes of like your more than your twenty, you're saying it's your warm. experience yeah. of temperature is probably going to be within thirty degrees one way or the other of that mm-hmm. in Fahrenheit. So like if you can memorize that. Then all you have to know is for every five you go up or down in Celsius, you go up or down by nine in Fahrenheit. Yeah. So if you know thing. 20 equals 68, then 25, you went up by five. In 68, you go up by nine. So now so you're 77. What a thing that you're like never going to need to know as a regular person these days. Because yeah. like when I was yeah, like true. asking this question, I was asking because it was on the television or like in a newspaper. Right. And now I can just pick it, up yes. my phone yes. that I could use in way. other countries. Uh huh. That was also not a thing at the yeah, time. It's yeah, it's a hundred percent never yeah. going to yeah. be. Sorry, I gave it, it yeah. a useless piece of. Uh, even that, even your system but, was. <laughs> but now that you just memorize 20 and 68. Yeah. And then, even if you don't know the exact, yeah, just relative to are, it, things are close. Up if it's significantly higher than 20, 20, we're probably saying it's hot. Yeah. If it's below 20, it's below room temperature. That's so you know that I'm just going to start giving everyone the temperature in Kelvin from yeah. now just to be a day. Is Kelvin just like just minus 373 two, or whatever? Yeah. 273. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a stupid. All right. I don't know. It's a pretty good. No offense to Kelvin. <laughs> and Hobbs. 
Um, um, I mean, the, that number, if we wanted, if, if we were going to design a system now that's for physics and not for our lives, we would just keep it at that at zero. Right. And then we might divide yes, up and go up from there up yeah. from absolute zero to, but, I'm, but still like putting, putting the freezing point and boiling point of water as, as some of the markers makes sense for developing a system of, of, Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Centigrade makes total sense. Yeah. Can uh, you get Canadian citizenship? Yeah, I have dual citizenship. Oh, hell yeah. I know. When Trump got elected, Let's I tried to like, I, yeah, I tried to like auction this off. Yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> once you get married. Yeah. It didn't oh, work. Man. I'm so stupid. I would like some sweet, sweet health care. Dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the maple. I my was, parents give me maple syrup for Christmas yeah. every year. Like every oh, year. Oh, hell yeah. Stocking. They're just like, this is what you need. Uh-huh. I was born four mi- like four miles from the border. Okay. So unfortunately, I so just close. missed it by that much. Yeah. Fucking upstate New York. So uh, Sean Robertson said in this story, thank you, Sean, for that. So um, it's known to anybody who's familiar. I don't know why the passive voice there. It is known to anybody who's familiar with the laws of pressure or who has tried to cook in the mountains that the boiling and freezing points of water change when the water is exposed to differing pressures. Normally, this wait one second. Normally, this effect is small and only has and only has causes differences. Grammatical error there. Oh man, I don't. I don't know if BigThink.com is. I know it only causes differences of a few degrees. Source we should be using. Researchers at MIT. Yes, found that if water is placed inside a tiny enough space, a space only slightly larger than the water molecules themselves, and the freezing point can be raised to above its boiling point. This is done by means of carbon nanotubes, small straw-shaped structures. I hope they're paper. (laughs) That are the workhorse of nanotech. Uh, the team of researchers published their findings in the journal Nature Nanotechnology and include Michael Strano, Kuwar Agrawal, Stephen Shimizu, Lee Drahushuk, and Daniel Kilcoin, among other partners and assistants. Dr. Strano is especially excited by the results and remarks on how unexpected they are. The effect is much greater than anyone had anticipated, he says. The effects were also in an unexpected direction. The researchers had anticipated that the freezing point would go down. But what use could this possibly have other than just being a curiosity? More than you might suppose. Because of the high freezing point, the technology could be used to make ice wires, taking advantage of the extremely high conductivity of water and the stability of the ice at room temperature. I didn't think, I thought water was in general an insulator, but um, maybe at different temperatures. No, because isn't, yeah, isn't that why you don't want to get in a pool when in there's pool? lightning? Yeah. No, it's you, pretty, you've, it I feel like you've said well. this before. But no, if it has, it's, it's about the impurities in the water increase its conductivity, but like distilled oh, water sense. doesn't conduct that. Well, at, huh. at room te- at, at lake temperatures. So these ice wires just need to be made of dirty ass water. I guess, or maybe it's just the fact that it's. But wouldn't that impact their extremes. ability to freeze too? Yeah, well, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't. I listen. I'm going to trust BigThink.com over me because I'm a blind know, believer gr- in anything. Their grammar is not yeah. giving me. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? They were just so excited to talk to Doctor Strano. <laughs> Doctor Strano mentioned um, that this gives us very stable water wires at room temperature. Nanotechnology is a new field with many possible applications ranging from computers to medicine of all kinds and even to facial care. Uh, there's still a great deal about this process that remains unknown. Chief among them is how the water even gets into the tubes. The researchers, the researchers set the water in place. Oh, this boy. Thanks. Can we Do you, trust is, the thing with this Copy editor. Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. previously done stories off BigThink.com? No. Maybe we stop at this point. Um, maybe this is the first time I would say for 2020. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you know, maybe no moss big thing. So yes, the researchers set the water in place for this experiment, but carbon nanotubes are considered to be water repellent, and the entry of the water in the tubes is difficult to explain logistically. Doctor Strano also notes that the word ice is too precise to use to describe the water in the tubes. While it is solid, it may not have the crystalline structure of ice at the molecular level. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. You, can you have? You can't have a crust, a crystal at. Uh, it's sort of like 
this was something I watched in the Jan 11 video that I was talking about, about explaining gravity. Um, there's some properties, temperature being one, that don't exist if you get to a small enough level. Like, mm-hmm. there isn't, it's only a collective property of a bunch of particles moving that creates temperature. Like, at a molecular right. level, one's part, yeah, one's part of the movement can't move like against a, each other. A particle cannot have temperature the same way a particle cannot have crystalline yeah, structure sure. it's like mm-hmm. the, there need to be other cl- yeah. term for the collection of them and not the um be kind yeah, of good funny. point so what yeah is there their point about calling it a solid even if it's not necessarily specifically ice because of no crystalline structure they're saying it is solid but calling it ice right but what does a solid mean so... that things can't move between it good point also yes a solid and those are also properties of collections yeah. of things and not yeah. individual or oh, I don't know Whoa. that's why they call it big thing because it blows your fucking mind yeah. that's why we all I, love to go to big thing I honestly think that they should start off with some medium think and then try to yeah. take it from there <laughs> so I think they tried to think too big too quick I like the concept of an ice wire though because like if you got mad at somebody you want to like disconnect their cable you just take a, take a blow dryer just <laughs> yeah. melt it just kind of breathe on it yeah right just like you had it coming mm-hmm. yeah so thank you Sean Robertson for sending that in and uh, as always, we appreciate all the stories and and um, donations sent in by listeners. I'm going to thank some of our latest PayPal donors. Um, you can go to probablyscience.com to click on the donate button there. And you can also find the link to our Patreon, which we encourage all of you to sign up for for bonus content and more. Um, we had some donations come in from Pandora Young, R.L. Capper, Jake Swenson, William Bagley, Lindsay Bacon, Trevor L. Hubbard, John Clarici, Oren Harris, Destruction Lane, Sean Gordon, Bryson Rhodes, David Geelan, Becky Grady, and Jacob Rochester. And we will be thanking our patrons on Patreon on the next episode. And I think we should go down next time. We should go down that donation thank list, and then uh, each one at a time we get to draft someone for our roller derby team. Oh. And I'm taking destruction lane with my first pick. <laughs> well, you can have him because I want Lindsay Bacon. She, cool. She... I want William Bagley because I think he might bring us on Penn. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because well, I think it's Badgley. Penn. Penn yeah, Bagley. No, it's Bagley. Oh, is it Bagley? It's I thought Bagley. it was Badgley. No, it's definitely Bagley. There's not a D. No, that's the guy from you. Yeah, the guy yeah. from you. I thought because when I think of Penn, I think of the D. So I just assumed there was a D there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I didn't recruit Pandora Young because she's going to open a box of hurt on your team. Oh Ooh. man, yeah. guys are this is excellent. There are some good names. Bryson Rhodes definitely played uh, lacrosse growing up, so you would assume this is not too far from. It R- sounds like we're knocking your names. These are no. wonderful people. R.L. Caper um, clearly authored a series of like children's, children's horror, horror books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, or murdered someone in 1880s London. Yes, possible. Like, you know, they brought R.L. Kuyper down into London Yard to find out Scotland Jacob Yard, Rochester was the... Oh, boy. He was definitely yeah. the copper that got him. Yeah. It's a real, yeah. And I think uh, Jake Lemony Swenson also had a series of um, children's... <laughs> Did you do that? Did you? I don't know. If Le- was that supposed to be like Lemony Snicket? Yeah. Okay. Lemon. It wasn't funny. Okay. I said, I'm tired. Because <laughs> I, I thought someone with Myers might have been a lemon thing way to go. But oh, oh yeah. is there a Myers? No. Well, well, is there you. actually? Okay. No. No. Yeah. That's a good one, though. Um, no. Shout, shout out to all you guys. Yes. Thank you for uh, oh, being a Swenson the... Swanson thing right there. Oh, like a Gloria. Yeah. yeah. Or broth. Mm-hmm. There's a good broth joke in there, too. Uh, oh, because. Oh. Oh, Swanson, it's like soup? No, what? Swanson broth is like a, is, it's like chicken I'm, stock. I'm going to go out and say that that's not a popular enough brand. Know, it is I on HGTV all the time. 66% of the people TV on this dinners. podcast. Excuse me. I just got back from Christmas with my mother and oh, let point. me tell you. Watching mad. She knows what Swanson knows broth is. Yeah. Oh, Actually, I had to tell her because I'm going to be on Dr. Drew next week and I was like telling her that. I know. Oh, right? cool. She's like, I don't know who that is. What a huge upgrade over Wait, this. wait. What does the Swanson have to do with Dr. Drew? Oh, nothing. Just that my mom would know that reference, but she wouldn't get Dr. Drew. But she oh. 
no yeah, doubt to no, do that. No, she wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it, she's a crazy person to hang out with. She gets almost zero. Oh, wow. Oh, man. It, it's insane. It's I, like living with like a monk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just like is guileless and has no. Yeah. Her favorite movies are Beaches and Steel Magnolias. That's, That's the right cool. answer. She's amazing. She likes a good cry. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Yeah, but she likes Terms of Endearment. The too. Over Her of favorite Bette comedian Midler. is Garrison Keeler. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Gary Shandling. I mean, also, great, actually, but... real quick, not to like to, to talk some shit, but because Garrison Keeler, like, he's been he's, he, he's, he's been me too. Yeah. But now there is a new because uh, what's his name took over. Chris so Thiele. Chris Thiele does that show. It's yeah. called something else now. Oh, I just really? recently, yeah, that show's not called Program Companion anymore. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. Thiele. It's a whole different thing. But I just saw uh, because a comedian that we know was on it. Garrison Keeler hosted something live called a Prairie Home Companion. So he must still own They do Prairie Home that Companion thing. live. My mom has been to it. Yes. They, I mean, they always did, but it's not on NPR or anything anymore. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I think everyone's realizing, like, all these self-imposed, not self-imposed, but, like, uh, yeah, my mom's been the cancellations <laughs> of cancel culture, like, there is a certain... I guess people who are at the companies above the things making the decision are aware there's a PR fallout if you... If you if you if you invalidate the decision the masses have made, but for mm-hmm. the most part, all this stuff is kind of market driven. Yeah. If, if if the audience wants to come back to somebody, no one's been canceled. That's my that's my yeah. point. No that's one's also been, not true. That Shane, what's his name, dude, is selling out more stand up shows than he ever did before Shane. SNL pre fired him. The guy who got hired Gillis. for SNL yeah. and then oh, yeah. 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 yeah either way. Pen Badgley is has I, I disagree with. I just the saw him actually. Loved. I just saw him doing stand up. I like it, was, oh, really? it came up on my Twitter and I. Uh, yeah, oh, like he's, video he yeah he's just he's like at his old club and he's just railing about how he should have been working with Eddie Murphy that week and how he'd so much rather be there. Oh my god! That's... <laughs> and like, first of all, what a terrible way to take a crowd! Yes. Like, what a terrible direction to go in! Yeah. Like, yes, obviously, I, you have to. I, I'm so on your side. I sympathize with the fact that you didn't get to work. With, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, wow, sorry, you have to like slum it here with us. Yeah, yeah all yeah. like the couple hundred people in this yeah. audience that yeah. paid actual money, money to, see to see you. you yeah, blaming the people who came. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really. I don't, the only part of that whole story that like didn't re- like, yes, I I think what he said is probably bad enough that it's reasonable he wouldn't have gotten that job but also I think SNL knew what they were getting when they hired him because oh, yeah. I think they wanted to have somebody who was not going to be they wanted a right wing guy yeah. Yeah. token yeah. right wing guy so they you know for them to act like it was a surprise is the thing that I didn't oh yeah they don't that. come out looking good in this and it's such a weird either. thing that SNL has been like very like clearly trying to do transparent I almost said opaquely yeah. like I almost oh. got the I almost got the antonym they're there. trying to find but, a right uh, to get both sides yeah they've very transparently been trying to like appeal to middle America for the last like 20-30 years what? very clear oh yeah there's huge story arcs on 30 Rock about this where they're huh. just that's just constantly what they're trying to do I mean it's interesting because they go well I guess you could say it's, they always fail at it, I, it I, well they always fail they, at they it because they do not have that sensibility yes but it's always like a condescending attempt that doesn't get what the people really are yeah, I yeah. misguided. I, they're that's just huge, very aware that they're missing a huge swath of America. We could do a whole mm-hmm. other podcast episode about yeah. us on the coasts trying to entertainment wise aim for some notion of what we think most of Middle America gives a shit yes. about. And it's oh, the answer is always oh, going to be Jeff Dunham. So we, we're wrong <laughs> about whatever we guess. If it's not a puppet, you're wrong. If you think that putting something besides a puppet. If you think putting something besides a what's well, Jeff Foxworthy? Jeff yeah. Foxworthy. Well, you, I, I thought then you, you were. Might I be, think you were mashing up. And you might be a coastal elite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, for joining me and us, uh, and and in this first episode of 2020. Kate Kennedy, yes. where can our listeners find you? Thank you so much for having me. They can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at the OG Kennedy. Excellent. The OG Kennedy, you got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There's no other weird spelling to that. Uh, my Instagram has a underscore between the 
and OG, but that's more of a stylistic yeah, choice because otherwise nicer. it looked like thaw dog. Yeah. There's a lot of people's handles with all lowercase, and it's just like it reads differently. They didn't realize Donald Glover, the best of all time, oh baby. God. Which was At- pointed out by friend of the show, April Richardson. Oh, really? That's yeah. why he she's the one who noticed that. She yeah. tweeted at him. He's like, hey, Donald Glover, you know your Twitter handle is at Dong Lover? <laughs> it was just Don Glover. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, man, the 2000s were a good time. Yeah, the early mm. 2000s were fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Better days. Uh, TJ, where can our listeners find uh, you? At TJ Chambers LA and all Twitter and Instagram and all those places. Excellent. And we are, as always, at Probably Science um, everywhere except Instagram, which we probably should get out in this decade. <laughs> we have so Instagram. many of these visuals. Yeah, you guys should be... Po- Why is the blood lake not on... Now. Right. Time and space. Good point. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> space time. Which Very I conceptual. Think is real. It might not be. Uh, yes. Probably science at gmail.com for stories and um, comments, clarifications. Um, at probably science. I am at Andy T. Wood. And um, yeah, visit probably to subscribe and donate and do all those great things. Thank you guys for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.